Pink Grandeur in YYFM. You're listening to YYFM. Hello and welcome to the Silver Scene um, podcast, the review podcast, which is a sister show to the Silver Scene podcast for YYFM. <laughs> um, in today's review, we'll be, um, well, I will be reviewing um, Ridley Scott's newest epic, Napoleon. This was one of my most anticipated films of the year. Went to see it on opening night, super screen in Cineworld, um, with a lot of expectations. And unfortunately, I was left severely disappointed with this film. So, Napoleon um, clearly follows the life of Napoleon, or as much of it as you know the film can, I guess. Um, so the film starts with Napoleon um, at the um, French victory in Toulon, when he's a just a, a Corsican general. He's just you know this is like a a small little mission for him, and he's victorious in his mission, and he comes back and it, the film shows his rise to power through you know the ranks of French hierarchy until he is the emperor of France and basically conquers Europe and um he's exiled comes back again and then gets beaten again and that's you know that's uh, that's the period the film shows my issue with the film is it feels like a story told through bullet points or like a powerpoint it doesn't it goes, it hops from event to event, doesn't show any detail in between, or explain how we got there, what's causing this. Napoleon, he's considered to be one of the greatest generals of all time. If you watch this film, you would never know that, and you would. This film makes no attempt at telling you this or showing you why he is, um, showing what his tactical differences were um, compared to his opposition. Anything. This film lacks any sort of substance at all. The film really focuses on the relationship between Napoleon and um, his wife Josephine, which was really interesting. This was these were the, the the highlights of this film, and with the battle scenes, as you expect from Ridley Scott, you know, um, who also directed Alien, Blade Runner, The Martian. Um, I'm definitely missing some here. Um, we'll, we'll just do them anyway. Napoleon. So when. The, the film starts, they said, with um, the siege of Toulon, and he comes back um, from Toulon, and he's the 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 rise of his character from petty general to emperor is almost instantaneous, with no explanation of how this happened. They skip over events they bring up in the in the film. They'll so there's. Um, a moment where they they show the royalist uprising in Paris after he's um, the first consul, and this was a big moment in French history. You know, a lot of people died. This was a, a massacre basically in Paris, and the film explains it with a ten second or not ten second. That's that's been harsh. Like a minute long scene where Napoleon walks out with um, an angry mob in front of him and some cannons, fires the cannons, and that's it. And then within about the next 15 minutes of the the film with no explanation he's emperor and the, it, that's my issue with this film is it glosses over so many interesting details about him we don't understand you know we don't get into the heart of why 
Napoleon was such a good general? Why was he such a good tactician? How did he get to the position he is? Why does Napoleon do the stuff that he does, you know, get into his mind or whatever? What is it about him that made this happen? It's just sort of like, he's a petty general, now he's a third consul, now he's emperor, now he's taken over Europe. And that's as much detail as the film gives you throughout Napoleon's life. There are quite a few historical inaccuracies um, in the film. You know, I'm trying to think... um, So the film, in quite a few of the battle scenes, showcases Napoleon um, charging in on horseback as part of the cavalry. Um, And that's just something Napoleon never did. He's very adamant... He's very adamantly against riding horses. He didn't like it. He used to travel everywhere by carriage instead of on horse because he doesn't like horses. He never would have charged him. That's just not like a, a tactic any leader would do. You don't charge him with your people. It's not the Middle Ages anymore. You know, you're know, you more important at the back. You know, This incredibly tactical general, your mind's more important than your, your body. You know, So you're going to sit back and command everyone else. Um, they gloss. They don't show any of the Italian campaign of Napoleon, so one of the biggest parts of his life is just forgotten about in this. They mention it briefly in like one one sentence, but that's it. Um, and it, it yeah, the the Battle of Borodino, for example, is in in this film, and this battle takes place um, in Napoleon's invasion of Russia. In this scene, though, he's wearing the uniform that he was wearing in his Italian campaign and didn't wear ever again. Um, he charges in on cavalry for Borodino, even though Borodino is like one of the the most famous things about Borodino was its lack of cavalry. You know, it just wasn't suited for cavalry at all. Um, so that makes me feel like you know it. it this was meant to be an Italian campaign um, piece of footage or battle that they just repurposed into the Battle of Borodino because they decided no, we'll not do the the um, this anymore and this sounds like I hate the film, I really don't I, when I was sat there watching it in the cinema, I was entertained the entire time it went by really quickly, I would watch it again, I don't know if I'd pay to watch it again but I would watch it again um, the performances are great um, Joaquin Phoenix as Napoleon, Vanessa Kirby as uh, Josephine, and also uh, Rupert Everett as Arthur Wellesley, um, who is the Duke of Wellington. He's great in the film as well, although it doesn't appear very much. I couldn't tell you the names of any other characters in this film. It's, well, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I have an interest in history and Napoleonic history as well as so I could, like, have guesses, but. I couldn't tell you the names of any of the characters in the film. They leave no impression on you. Every other character appears for maybe, you know, four minutes of screen time, five minutes of screen time um, each. They, You have no emotional connection to any of the characters in this film, not even Napoleon or Josephine, despite the performances by their actors. Um, and afterwards, when I was searching for people, you know, after I watched the film, I was like, what do people think of this? I'll finally read the reviews. Did they agree with me? And yes, it seems they do. And someone, I can't remember who it was, but they said it perfectly. And I I can't help but agree about this with Ridley Scott, but he's only as good as his script and his um his you know screenplay that's been written for him. He doesn't write them himself. And that is so evident in this film because the, the script leaves a lot to be desired. It just 
like I said, it skips from event to event constantly. It's like... It's not like you've got barely any time, really, Scott. You've got two hours, 45 minutes, you know. that That's enough to explain some part. Or maybe you've bitten off more than you can chew by trying to do Napoleon's whole life. Well, his whole life, you know, from his first victory to um, his last defeat. But there's... um. Yeah, there's just it, it, this film is the antithesis of what it was advertised as. It's got a lot of comedic moments in it. It doesn't take itself seriously, really. Um, it doesn't explain much of Napoleon's life. If you went in with a very, very, very basic grasp on Napoleon, you would come out probably with more nuggets of information you could tell people, um, or the same amount of nuggets of information you could tell people as you went in. You wouldn't learn anything new, I don't think. But, someone who knew nothing and went in, you would still know more than them. Because this film explains literally nothing about these characters or the events. And that's why it's disappointing. Because, you know, this, is, this isn't this is exactly, you know, a, a person that's um, hard to have information about or to find out about. Ridley Scott said, you know, I don't care if it's historically inaccurate. Um, you weren't there, were you historians? Well, just so happens that Napoleon was probably the most well-documented European of all time. We know from birth to death practically everything he thought, it seems. <laughs> so you've, you've not got a lack of material to reference here. Um, but the slogan of the film is, he came from nothing, he conquered everything. And I think, yes, that explains Napoleon quite well, I guess. But it's a bit historically inaccurate. Do you know I mean, historically wise, he didn't come from nothing. He was in real life. He was the um, he was considered nothing by the French royalty, I guess, and the French establishment. But by peasants, he would be considered a nobleman, almost in Corsica. And obviously, literally, he didn't conquer everything. He conquered a huge amount of Europe, but not everything. But this film explains none of this. He came from nothing. Well. You know, the film doesn't tell you this at all, practically. You just you just get told, oh, Napoleon wasn't, you know, this high lord. And that's it. That's, that's as far as it goes into it before his first battle. And then he conquered everything. Well, film artistically-wise, we don't see that either. We don't see any of his uh, conquests or why it happened. Why did Europe form a coalition to stop him? You, you, you don't find out anything. And that's the, the defining trait about this film is it just refuses to tell you anything or it doesn't want to it feels like Ridley Scott is just bouncing from battle to battle he just wants to he, he cares about the battle scenes and they're great they're gritty you know it's foggy muddy it's like the Battle of the Bastards in Game of Thrones but in between then it feels like he doesn't really care he's not interested you know what I mean he just wants to go from battle to battle to battle and in between the battles we'll focus on Napoleon and um Josephine, which, you know, this is where I struggle because they're not like it's not like they're bad scenes or badly directed or anything. It's just the film doesn't tell you any of the interesting stuff you want to know about. Like Josephine was a big part of his life, of course, but you just if if you're gonna have a film about Josephine, then maybe don't do the battles and just just do a, a shorter film about Napoleon and Josephine and advertises that because that's where the disappointment's coming from. You advertise it as this big, epic, uh, wartime historical biopic about one of the most famous men in history. And it's just 
it's not that you know um so i think mike mike and uh, mark commode I, I watched i listened to his review of this film and he enjoyed it a lot more than you know i would he has a lot of insight which i you know he'll say here's what i thought of this and while i might i might come out of film film thinking you know i'm not sure if this is um if there's something about this film i liked or didn't like let's say but i can't put my finger on what it is if i watch his review he'll always be able to pinpoint what it was we don't always agree whether that was a good thing or a bad thing but um i think i've warmed up to the film since watching his review because i realized you know this wasn't a film that i was expecting so i came out of it a lot more angry well not angry a lot more disappointed than i am at the moment um but when you if this film's advertised as a, a napoleon and josephine film i think i would be completely content with what i saw i'd go yeah this is what you advertised this is what i watched i'm happy for it um I still would give it an amazing score, and maybe the four-hour version, four-hour cut that's releasing in a few months on Apple TV will change my mind, but at the moment, I can't justify giving this film higher than a six out of ten. To me, um, when I came out of the film, I wrote a small review for my Letterboxd app, and so here's what I was thinking when I first walked out of... um, Napoleon and it was great visuals and performances cannot make up for inconsistent tone and historical inaccuracies Napoleon spends its circa three hour runtime rushing through Bonaparte's life with zero emotional attachment to any of its characters and while I do like the scenes with Napoleon and Josephine um, and that angle to it, because I think that's quite an interesting side of Napoleon's story. Ridley Scott misses the mark completely on telling a story about Napoleon. Um, and just refuses to offer explanations about this character. You know, I thought it'd be more, I thought the film would have more to say. I would have a deeper character study about Napoleon than what it did. So. I stick with my rating of um, 3 out of 5 or 6 out of 10. Um, I would recommend you go watch it. You might find more enjoy- enjoyment out of it than I do. It's a fun time at like at least minimum. Um, but yeah, just incredibly, disappointment- and incredibly disappointing. So thank you for listening to my review for Napoleon. And I hope you listen to my uh, next week's review, which has yet to be decided... Um, but there will be a review. I think I might do um, Michael Finch's or David Finch's um, The Killer um, because that is a recently released film on Netflix and um, seems to be garnering a lot of attention. So you, know, you don't want to waste a few hours of your life, do you? I'll, I'll inform you whether it's good or not. So um, thanks for listening again and goodbye. Deal Camrando EYYFM. Am fwy o gynnwys fel hyn i ddilyn ni ar-lein ac i ar-lein ni wybod beth offech chi gwywed nesaf, ewch chi it's yyfm.com. Thanks for listening to YYFM. For more content like this, to follow us online and to tell us what you want to hear more of, visit itsyyfm.com.